Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is episode 88, Business of Design, and you're in the right place if you've been thinking about holidays and what to give the important people in your life. We're going to focus on clients and staff and trades in this episode, but we're also going to talk about how to create that spectacular client service experience. We've got a wonderful guest named Ashley Uhl, who is in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, I think you're going to find a lot here that is interesting. Um, There is a commercial that happens every year in the summertime, and you hear the holiday song, It's the Most Wonderful Time, and it's a back-to-school commercial, and it cracks me up because truly that used to be when my kids were little, like September, I couldn't wait But these days, actually, I do find Christmas and Hanukkah, because our family gets to celebrate both, I do find this to be the most wonderful time of the year. It's one of the only times I get both of my kids in the same place. And we have a big Christmas tree, and we have uh, just so much fun hanging out in our pajamas all day. And I know that I can go into that holiday season feeling great if I've gotten everything done I need to do before that. And that includes, of course, acknowledging and appreciating my clients for keeping me in business another year, for providing me with an income that uh, fuels the lifestyle I love, and doing the same for those uh, contract people and staff members who make my life so happy and wonderful. So an important thing to think about. Wherever you are, I hope you're safe, I hope you're healthy, I hope you're happy and well, and your family is the same, and you have lots of things to celebrate. So let's get this task of holiday gift giving out of the way as quickly as possible and get on to the business of enjoying life. That's what it's all about. I'm glad you're here. Today's awesome guest is Ashley Uhl. She is the owner and founder of Ashley Uhl Consulting, and she knows all about the impact that delivering a spectacular customer experience can have on your business. And that's why her mission is to help designers develop client service plans that allow them to increase profits, efficiency, and client loyalty. This is completely consistent with our messaging, so we're glad to have Ashley Ashley says she's been cultivating a love for design and service her entire lifetime. She had the opportunity to travel extensively when she was younger, and she developed an incredible respect and understanding and interest in five-star experiences of service and hospitality. She furthered her interest in service with formal training and work in human relations, sales, and presentations for top professional development company Dale Carnegie, a name a lot of us are familiar with. And this allowed her to expand her abilities to both create memorable experience for customers and prevent conflicts and frustrations from happening between a business and its client. We've got a great episode for you. Let's hear from Cheryl Horn to kick things off. We're wrapping up the year. We do have one more uh group coaching call coming up in December. We're sort of all hands on deck already preparing for 2019. So um, Australia, March, you're going to Australia. Finally, that's, that's been on our list for a while and it's, it's going to come up really quick. 
It is. And as a matter of fact, I had a chance to speak with Andrew Mitchell, who has arranged for this exciting event. And he is the person who is um, selling the tickets. And it's all going to Design Coach, which is amazing. The work he does is really important. And we're so happy to participate. Let's hear from Andrew directly how the events are going to work. Kimberly, well, I'm so excited that you're coming out in March. Can you believe how fast this is coming up? March 22nd, it's a Friday night. Mark your calendars if you happen to be in Melbourne, like I happen to be in Melbourne on Friday, March 22nd. From 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., we are going to do an intensive learning workshop. And my goal is pretty lofty. I want to transform your business and your life in two hours. That's my intention. So we plan on answering questions and coaching and really getting to the heart of the matter in terms of running an effective, efficient business that can be profitable and soul-satisfying together. So that's uh, Friday, March 22nd, 6 to 8 p.m. And Andrew, what's the cost for the event? We've got a few seats left, and they're $195 per ticket, and that includes drinks and nibbles and a chance to hopefully meet Kimberly and mix with other like-minded design professionals. All right, so come prepared to work hard and to open your mind up in terms of creating more opportunities in your business. And Andrew, thank you so much for pulling this all together. I I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of work and uh, you're getting a lot of feedback from designers who have specific questions and I'm going to do my best to answer those questions. Following the event, I will stay and I will hang out and we will uh, sit on the floor and take our shoes off and uh, talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So uh, prepare for a really intensive and amazing evening together. And I know that there are just a couple of spots only left for the Sunday afternoon workshop, which is 10 to 4. So we have a lot more time. We will run through all 15 of our project management steps uh, in that Sunday workshop. If you're interested, act now because there's only a couple of spots left. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Everyone's so excited to have you come to Australia in March. Oh my gosh, you and me both. Thank you. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses plus Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. I'm very excited to have Ashley on the show today because the holidays are one of my favorite times, but there's this stress around what to give important people in your life. And clients are important people, right, Ashley? Absolutely. Nice to have you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. We want to talk about, of course, what are we going to give our clients for the holidays? But more importantly, you are really focused on creating a spectacular service experience for clients. 
Right. Absolutely. It's something that can really make your business stand out. That service experience is something that you can charge more for, become what is a huge part of you know defining your brand. And one of those things that someone says to the next person, not only was the design beautiful, but they knew exactly what to do. I had a wonderful time working with them and then I would highly recommend it. It can really be that, you know, you put those two together and, and it's hard to beat that. It's so true. I often say to designers, if you think your unique contribution to the world is creating beautiful rooms, you're in trouble because there's thousands and thousands of people who do exactly that. But if you can create an experience that stands out in the client's mind as being exceptional and positive, then you can charge what you're worth. Absolutely. Yes. And and you're creating this sort of bond, right? We want to work with people that we like, that we trust, that we have a good relationship with. And when you show them that you know how to give them a great experience, they are going to stay with you project after project after project. Maybe, you know, years down the road, they have a second home. They will definitely think of you first. They won't start looking at other designers because they know what to expect from you. And trusting somebody with all of this money, with your home is not an easy thing. So if you have somebody that you love working with, you are always going to be going back to them. Do you have a background as an interior design professional first? So my background actually more lies in the service side. Um, But how I got into design is I, when we purchased our home, I started to become really interested in design and I enrolled in a program in the New York Institute of Art and Design and at home program, worked through that, started to work with some family and friends and then started to realize maybe this isn't actually the avenue that I want to go down. I like doing it for ourselves and our home, but working with other people and managing these projects isn't really my interest. And my husband came up with this brilliant idea. Wait a second. Don't waste all of that time and studying and experience, why don't you pair your experience and love for service with this love for design and become a consultant teaching designers how to provide a great service? So thanks to my husband, here I am. Oh my gosh, we like your husband a lot. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. I thank him every day for this idea. Wow. Okay, so I I would love to be able to accomplish two things on this episode. Number one, hit us with the top three things we can do to create an exceptional client experience in general. And then, by all means, please solve the what the heck do I give my clients for the holidays mystery for me, will you? Let's start with uh, the generic. So what are the top three things designers need to do in order to create that exceptional experience you're talking about? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, be consistent, right? So you always want to let your clients know that they can rely on you. And so many people will ask me, is this always about like wowing people? Because people talk about like a wow personal experience. And while wowing people is great, you actually want to be more consistent than just wowing some people every once in a while and then disappointing them later, right? So you want to be consistently on time. You want to be consistently dressed. You want to be consistently energetic and on your game and prepared because as soon as people start to like, you get farther into the relationship and you start to get a 
more comfortable and relaxed feeling, they start to worry, maybe she's going to relax everything else, relax her standards, relax her procedures, and her organization and management of this project. So the more you can be consistent, the more clients are going to trust you and trust that they're going to have a great experience with you. I never heard anybody speak about being consistently dressed, but that totally makes sense when you say it. And I'm thinking of those times when I've like tried to squeeze in a site visit between a Pilates class and whatever else is going in, on in my life and thinking that may not be my smartest move. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's something that I, I always love to dress up, right? And it can just be a five-minute kind of make a reapply when you're at the stoplight and a quick, you know, a tire change. And it can really make a big difference because, yeah, people don't want to see, oh, maybe things are slipping or feeling a little bit more relaxed, even though you are fully planned out, you know what you're doing, your abilities haven't changed, right? But people want to see that consistently. You're always at your top. Yeah. Or even like, oh, she doesn't care about me anymore. She's just showing up looking like, it's kind of like when you're dating someone new, right? You look amazing. And then one day he shows up and your hair is all like, you have no makeup on. Okay. That is awesome. I love that. So be consistent. And I would, I would say from a business side of things, that means having very firm policies about the number of interactions you're going to have with clients when they happen. So for example, every Friday we update clients on the project, no matter what's going on. So they know every Friday we're going to check in and we're going to at least acknowledge this is where we're at and they don't have to worry, wow, am I going to hear from my designer this week? So be consistent is a really important message. Number one, what would you say is number two? So I know this is something that you speak a lot about Kimberly is setting the right expectations from the beginning. So both for yourself and for your client. So one thing that I love to tell designers is just something very small. Even in your voicemail, if you happen to miss that first call from a client and they get your voicemail, leave a message. And I always say, definitely record your message smiling because people will notice that. Tell them when they can expect to hear back from you and then make sure you deliver on that promise. It's that first step of, oh, wow, they promised me something and they delivered on it and they start to trust you, right? And so you wanna keep setting expectations for yourself and then delivering that. And then at the same time, setting expectations for the client, right? You meet that first time, you talk about, these are the things that we expect, right? We're gonna have this timeline, this is our budget. These are things that could go wrong. And you just let them know this is what's going to happen. Because if people just, if you're just focusing on all of the great things that could happen, they start to say, oh, well, everything is just going to be exactly as I want it. Everything's going to be perfect. And I don't really have to worry about anything. And you, although it's not fun to talk about, if you set those expectations, you show that you're in control, you know what you're doing, and they know okay, I can't expect everything to be okay, but I can't expect her to be able to handle it. Setting expectations, the thing that I'm learning as I go along in my business is a task that is ongoing throughout the whole project. It's not like you set the expectations at the beginning and then, oh, my work is done, but it's a constant resetting those expectations and sharing anecdotes from other projects of things that went wrong and how you solve them. 
So one thing I tell clients at the consultation is I guarantee you things will go wrong. I can absolutely guarantee you because we're dealing with human beings and they make mistakes. So some of the things that go wrong, I tell them you'll never know about because we will catch them. And some things we will be unable to catch for a variety of reasons. And you'll, uh, you'll find out that there's something going wrong. But what you need to know is it's my job to fix it. There's no point in us both worrying. Let me worry. That's my job. And the, the other thing I love about what you said is has to do with building trust. I meet a lot of designers who say, well, I don't really have a contract because I trust people. I just want to say <laughs> that terrifies me. You should not oh. randomly give your trust to strangers, nor should they give their trust to you. And I think of it um, this way. If you had a child, you would not randomly hand your baby to a babysitter you didn't know something about. Right. Right. Trust is something that we earn and something that gets built. And it's such a small example, but returning a phone call in a timely fashion and letting them know by when you will have an answer is one of the ways that we earn credits in the bank of trust. Right. Absolutely. Right. And like you said, it, it, it's very hard to earn trust. I, um, part of the service that I've done in the past is I worked for a wealth management firm and dealing with people's money is something, right? You have to constantly build their trust in and, and there's all of these little things that, right? You have to kind of, I know what I'm doing. I fulfill my promises. These are, like you said, things that can go wrong. I know what I'm doing. Here's how I fix them. That's definitely something that I share is those anecdotal these are stories of things that have gone wrong, but this is also how I've handled them. And like you said, you don't have to worry. That's my job. That's what you're paying me for. Very good. This is excellent. Okay. Number three. Yes. So another thing that I love to share with people is slightly related to the expectations is letting the people, letting your clients know how to prepare for each meeting because they have a job too, really, in this. They're not just floating along and you're doing all of the work, right? They have to maybe put a Pinterest board together. They need to get all of these inspirations. They need to decide what really functions they want to have in this room. And so before you have each meeting, let them know how they can prepare, how they can get the most out of that meeting so that neither one of you are wasting any time. If you're billing, by hour, then that could take up extra, you know, money for them. And they just don't want to be spinning their wheels saying, ah, did I do a good job? I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing here. So for that first meeting, for the installation, right, you always need to be letting them know, here's how you can get the most out of our next time together. One of the places that comes into play for us, certainly at step three before trade day, clients will say, what do I need to do? And the really what we prefer as a client would be out of the house and then we will let them know what happened at trade day. But if they plan on being in the house, then we let them know the timetable of who's coming when. And we tell them which meetings might be strategically important for them to participate in and which meetings will be mind-numbingly boring and they should, you know, go to their office and hide or whatever in the house. And the right. other place is uh, at the presentation, we remind the clients that at the presentation, we're going to present your whole house, including what things cost. Our expectation is you'll be able to make decisions about what's going to move forward, and we will leave that meeting with a deposit so we can place orders. 
So I think that's a really good point, just reminding them for every meeting, this is what we are planning on accomplishing. This is your role. Uh, This is our role. And uh, then remind them at the end of the meeting, look, we did it. We got it done. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And and something you mentioned about trade day, I love to let designers know if people other than you are coming through their door, just let them know these are the people who are coming and this is what their job is, right? It's, it's odd to have a lot of people coming into your house that you don't know. So whether they'll be there or not, just let them know my assistant, Stacy and I will be coming to measure and photograph or my electrician, Peter, you know, just letting them feel comfortable with having all these strangers coming in and out of their house. Where do you think designers really get off the mark in terms of creating a spectacular service experience? Where do you think we take a wrong turn? I don't know if it's it's one particular thing as much as feeling so overwhelmed that with just the design process itself, you kind of the service is an afterthought sometimes, especially, you know, if you're working with a smaller budget, that the service isn't as high of a priority, right? With a high-end firm, they know that they have to deliver that high-end service because high-end clients expect that. But in those smaller budgets, those designers need to be focusing on service just as much, especially if they want to be moving like to that next level. So I think starting out with not having any service plan at all is really that first step towards things getting out of hand. So I let designers know, as you're writing your own design plan, you need to also be writing the corresponding service plan. For each step, there needs to be corresponding service for that screening call, for the first meeting, for the measuring and photograph, you need to plan out your client interactions every single step of the way. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Business of Design is brought to you by Article.com. Now, you guys know I am fiercely protective of you. So when Article.com reached out, we said, hey, let's do some research and see if we think this is a good fit. And you know what? I like what I see. Article.com is an online-only furniture resource. Think of it as mid-century modern meets Scandinavian simplicity. I like that very much. I also like the fact that they have a trade program and a dedicated person to help you get things done. That could include sourcing, invoicing, and even delivery. And speaking of delivery, everything ships for $49 regardless of size. That makes your life easy. As well, once you sign up for the trade program, you'll also have access to trade-only pricing and tax-exempt purchasing. Let's face it, we are all shopping all over the place now and it's getting pretty complicated, so I like that that streamlines everything. Most items are in stock, so if you need something quickly, this is a great resource. To take advantage of these benefits and more, go to business.article.com. That's right, business, right in the URL, business.article.com. Thank you for reaching out, Article, and we love working with you. I definitely want to fulfill on the promise to talk about those doggone holiday gifts. I just, yes. honestly, uh, I almost, it's a, I dread it. What the heck are we supposed to do? So um, I totally understand that it is dreadworthy. For me, it's something that I absolutely love and am very passionate about. And it's something that I kind of try to pride myself off of. So 
I will be honest, it is a bit of work, right? And you do have to plant kind of throughout the whole year. It's, and that is really one of my biggest pieces of advice. Don't wait till December 1st to start thinking and ordering and planning. You need to be starting maybe in June, July, because you need to be noticing what are my clients' interests? How can I categorize them? What are my price limits? Where do I want to go to buy these things? You can start getting a lot of discounts. In the past, when I worked at that wealth management firm, we really started very early to plan because you can call in and negotiate with these different businesses. Hey, I know you're slow right now. Can I negotiate a discount? And a lot of times they're willing to work with you. So definitely start planning early. And as you're working with clients, take notes on the hobbies that you see that are displayed in their house, the interests that they talk about. Always be mindful of what they're telling you because clients usually are, people in general, right, are telling you, these are the things that I'm interested. These are the things that I spend my time thinking about. This is what I spend my money on because I love it. So always be taking notes on those things so that you can be prepared. And yes, definitely categorize clients. You're not going to be able to get everybody a super personalized gifts, gifts, especially as your business grows. So you can categorize them like pet lovers, people who love food, people who love sports, Right. And so you can kind of narrow that down, but you're still giving personalized gifts that, but don't take you an hour per person. So for a pet lover, you can find out their favorite pet. Maybe they have two pets, one's a golden retriever and maybe one's a pug. And you can actually buy framed pet silhouettes of their animals. And maybe it's something that they can put and their laundry room or their kids' room or just a fun little thing to do um, for someone who loves to cook. You can do a number of things. You can, one thing I love to do is recommend giving experiences to people, especially people who have more money. They can buy everything. And, and so they don't really need more stuff and they love experiences. So you could arrange a class from a local chef a pastry chef that shows people how to make wonderful desserts for the holidays or how to plan a wonderful table. You could have a flower arranging class for that. There's so many different experiences that you could give to people. You could also maybe have a, an event planning party where an event planner shows you how to set a beautiful table and throw a wonderful party. Again, a lot of these people are high end and they are throwing parties and so you can teach them how to up their, their party game, basically. So along those lines, maybe a wine tasting class, that seems like it's popular, or brandy tasting, if you know that's their thing, or martini tasting. Absolutely. Right. So experiences. I like that idea. I often find... I am so much more in tuned with what the, and I'm, it's a gross generalization, but I'm so much more in tuned with the, the wife, uh, if it's a couple, uh, sure. if it's a heterosexual couple, I'm so much more in tuned with the wife um, because we spend more time together and her 
the things she loves to do often more closely align with the things that I love to do. So for example, we have one couple where he loves to play pool. She loves to go to Las Vegas and get a massage. And so how do I make both of them happy? Because they're really, they're both customers. So is it, should I just ignore the guy and just focus on the woman who I've spent the most time with? Or do I need to consider both of them? Yeah, I would definitely consider both of them. So for example, if he loves pool and they go to Las Vegas, maybe you can do some research on other special pool events that you could send him to. Is there some sort of like backstage pass to a special event? Sometimes even sharing information. Oh, I found out that there's a special event going on in Las Vegas for pool specialists. Maybe I can help get you in, you know, just kind of showing even if you're not able to get them a backstage pass, but you can get them a seat, you know, at, at some sort of event, you're showing that you're trying and, and you can try to arrange, especially as the, the higher end that your clients are, like, you know, your top two clients, definitely try to give them a very personalized, very special experience. So arrange, right, maybe a spa day for her as he's going to this pool event that she would probably fall asleep at. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> We've had success purchasing um, tickets to special events at museums and art galleries. That seems to please everybody, and um, yeah. that seems to work. So I think I think we're on the right track in terms of looking for that experience. I would agree with you completely. I would say an experience. Or the other thing we often focus on is something you can consume, something you can drink or something you can eat because we've yeah. just finished their house. There's not really room for more stuff. Right. Right. Absolutely. I always say, <laughs> I love how you said it, things that you consume. I, I say it in a less poetic way, give things that will go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, they a lot of gifts unfortunately become something that you shove into a junk drawer, right. right? And you don't want that because you've wasted your money and they feel bad and it becomes their responsibility to figure out what to do with it. And, and you can't, you're not going to do that with an experience or, you know, with specialty chocolates or specialty wines or all of these different things. They don't have to figure out what to do with that. Right. We had a big fail one year. We created these beautiful acrylic, holders um, that sat on the counter in the bathroom and held guest towels, but they had oh. our logo on them. And we thought that was great. Look at branding and blah, blah, blah. And then once we put them in the houses, we realized like they don't want something with my logo on it. That's <laughs> They want something with their logo on it or their monogram on it. So would you, would you agree that was a fail? Well, so I wouldn't call it a total fail, right? It, it, it is, something still that's thoughtful, but yes, promotion is about you, right? And a gift is about the receiver. So I always do recommend keeping a logo off of any gift because a lot of times people don't end up using that stuff. It feels awkward. You know, my husband has collected over his years of working with different companies, like these jackets that say the different names and and they're very nice jackets, but he just doesn't wear them because it makes him feel weird. No. And when my husband puts those on, I'm like, what are you wearing? No, we're not going out with you wearing this like lumber company on your, right. give me that, exactly. take that off. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, it's true. Actually, it's really true. Or he uh, he has gotten a couple recently um, where the logo is tone on tone, like a black logo oh. on a black jacket. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Right. So you don't want to be spending your time and money on giving this thing that people are like, oh, it's really nice, but I'm probably not going to use it. Because like you said, they want their monogram on it rather than yours. Is there, um, in terms of what we're spending, is there any kind of guidance in terms of how much to spend? So for that, I would say that really just, of course, depends on your project budget. So if this is, right, like a client that you're, they spent maybe $100,000 with you, right? That's a pretty high-end project. Then you would probably be wanting to spend around maybe $500 because even $500 is very little, right, compared to what they've given you. It may sound odd to give something that's, whoa, that's a lot, but it really isn't once you, you know, really look at the numbers. But if you have clients that are spending maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, I think a, you know, a gift that's, 30 to $50, that's plenty reasonable. And you, you can get lots of wonderful things for that amount. Right. Okay. So there is some, uh, there is some math involved. I would say Absolutely. one of the ways that you can buy better gifts for your clients is to raise your rates and make more money so that at the end of the year, you go like, wow, I really had an amazing year. I'm super excited to be generous with my clients. Absolutely. You know, I was just listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about that, about how, right, you set your prices at the beginning to get those profits so that you can treat your clients to a great experience rather than the reverse where you go, oh, gosh, you know, I didn't make that much on this project. How am I going to fit a gift in there? You want to do it the other way around. Exactly, exactly. Okay, any other advice for getting ready for the holidays? What about timing? When should we send the gift? You don't want it too close to Christmas or Hanukkah, I would assume, because it sort of gets lost in the shuffle. Right. So yes, I would definitely, you know, maybe that second week of December, I would start sending out your gifts, unless it's something that they do consume that maybe they want to use for their own holidays. So, you know, if maybe you get a beautiful flower arrangement for their holiday, maybe you send that on December 20th right? Or some fine chocolates, all of those things that they can actually use to entertain. I would maybe send those a little bit closer to the holidays. But yeah, if it's something that's early, or sorry, that's not consumable, then yeah, I would send it maybe that second week of December. You guys, that means we have like less than two weeks to get those <laughs> gifts out. So right. the pressure is on now. It's not going to get easier later. So this falls right. under the category of do it now, do it fast. <laughs> You know, you brought up a really good point. If I'm going to send flowers to my clients that they're going to use for a specific occasion, I tell them in advance, hey, I would love to provide flowers for your dinner party on December 21st. Does that work for you? Because yes. the, the last thing I want to do is send flowers on a day when she's already spent $500 in flowers and she goes, ugh, what a waste. Right, absolutely. Or maybe she's traveling for the holidays and you didn't know that, right? You don't want to leave this hundred dollar arrangement on her step that no one gets to you. So definitely okay with them. It's rotten on the front door by the time she comes right. home. No good. No bueno. Exactly. Okay. 
not only do we have to think about what to give our clients, but I also have, and a lot of people listening have staff, employees or contract people they work with all the time and trades. Oh my gosh, trades. What do we do? Right. So for your, absolutely the employees and for your trades people, I I would treat your employees and your trades people a little bit different. Of course, is maybe your design assistant, right, is a lot different than your electrician (laughs) and what you gift them. But first of all, for all of those people, you really want to take the time to thank them and appreciate them in very specific ways. So write them a handwritten card and let them know the exact things that they've contributed to your business this year, all of the talents and skills that they have. People appreciate that almost more than the gift people love to of course feel like their contribution is being recognized so really take the time to do that for every single person that works with you and for your you know assistant maybe give more days than just right christmas or christmas eve or um hanukkah the new year's all of those are the typical ones but maybe give her an extra day or two where it's a slow day anyways. And this could also be a great day for you to plan out your next year, your new goals that are coming up. And and just something that it's December 23rd, you're probably not going to be doing much. She can go home and prepare her house, cook whatever she needs to. And then for her, maybe give her as a gift, like a gift certificate to a spa day, and then also give her another day off whenever she wants to take that spa day. I really think, and probably some of my staff will hear this, I really think people just like money. They just like (laughs) cash. You know, because I used to go and I'd buy them socks and I'd buy them this and I'd buy them that. And now I think, honestly, like they have busy lives and kids and I think money is okay, isn't it? It's kind of impersonal, but it's awesome too. Right. Absolutely. Especially as your boss, right? To have that Christmas bonus is something that people look forward to, sometimes really rely on, you know, and and they really do think, oh, this is something that I can use to buy sometimes other people presents. So yes. And then to even add though, and if you do give her just money, then maybe give her something though that you know that she's going to be spending on herself, like a small gift card for a spa day or something like that. Just make sure some of us are always giving other people things and just make sure she has time for herself too. Mm, that's a really good idea. So maybe money and something more personal as well. Okay. Right. I did a couple yeah. of years take staff to New York and to Las Vegas. And the truth is it cost so much. And at the end of it, I truly felt like, yeah, it was awesome, but they probably would have appreciated a check for a couple thousand dollars more because, you know, there's so much that you can, they, you know, you need to do when you're in your thirties, particularly you have a lot more expenses for sure. Okay. So what about trades? I'll tell you what we do in case anybody finds this helpful. We go to the liquor store and we get a nice big fat gift certificate, usually a hundred dollars, sometimes a little bit more so that throughout they can just use that on anything they want. And that seems to be pretty popular. They kind of like, Hey, you giving gifts this year? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. So it's that way, you know, it's personalized, but it is also something that they're able to kind of use in the way that they want. And it is sometimes harder to buy presents for men. Right. And so, I mean, honestly, that's what I do with my own husband. My husband loves to entertain and, and have a bar. So yes, sometimes I'm just going and finding out what's the best kind of cognac 
or cigars, things like that are great gifts for men. Not all of, not all men like that kind of thing, but it's usually a good enough. Sometimes you are going to have to give a good enough gift, right? For people that 90% of them will like it. So yes, alcohol, cigars, or things that maybe like you could send them to a baseball game or a football game, whatever sort of, you know, popular sport you have, they don't always have to be crazy expensive tickets. It's okay if they're a little bit, you know, in the bleachers kind of a thing. It's still the thought that counts. So if you know they love baseball in your town, maybe get them something like that. Very cool. These are great tips, by the way. And uh, I know you all want to reach out to Ashley. This information is also at businessofdesign.com in the show notes. But your website is ashleyoolconsulting.com. And you do provide... Uh, consultations for people who are interested in developing a personalized service plan. Is that right? That's absolutely right. For people who want to know the exact steps they need to take along their entire process, I, I plan that out for them and use their, you know, understand what their goals and their challenges are. And I implement all of that together. Okay. And now you have, thank you very much, provided a dedicated, uh, code promo code for anybody interested in those services what's the promo code that's right so the promo code is business of design all in caps love it all right so if you are serious if 2019 is your year to uh improve your service plan uh reach out to ashley and uh get that consultation underway. Ashley, you were wonderful. We like to end every episode with something called design intervention. And so this is your million dollar piece of advice to listeners. It can have to, it can fall under any category at all. Definitely does not have to be holiday decorating, but something you think that will be life changing for people listening and something they should implement immediately. Absolutely. So what I would say is, Ask your clients what could make working with us easier for you because you just, you don't know, right? It's all from their perspective. Only they're going to know what it's like to really work with you, to go through that experience. It's a stressful experience. A lot of things can go wrong. A lot of money is involved. A lot of times it takes a long time. And although you don't want to hear negative feedback, it's crucial to your success and to keep getting higher and higher and higher. I love that. Now, I'm going to guess that I should probably be asking them that several times, maybe a month in, maybe six months in, and maybe at the end. Right. Absolutely. And I tell people, don't just wait until the end because sometimes everything is done. The room is beautiful. And it's almost like they kind of forgot what happened right in the middle of it. And so that may not always be the best time actually for feedback. So definitely let them know at the end, I want to hear what your thoughts are, but yes, during the process, ask them what could be making this experience easier for you. And then start implementing that, put that as part of your service plan. Cause a lot of times you're going to start hearing similar things from one client to the next. And you go, Oh, we have a gap here we need to put something in place so I don't keep hearing this from the next client. Such good advice. Really home run, Miss Ashley, right before the holidays. Well done. Thank you. Can I add one little thing? Absolutely. So wrap it beautifully. If you are giving something that's tangible, you definitely want to wrap it beautifully. If you can't get it professionally done at like papyrus or paper source, do it yourself. Use 
matte paper. It shows less imperfections. Use double-sided tape. Fold your raw seams and just embellish it with like ribbon and a piece of holly. I mean, you can just literally, I oftentimes clip things all around my house and start sticking it into those presents just to really make it stand out. Go full Martha. (laughs) Very well put. You're absolutely right. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Be ashamed to blow it at the 11th hour with some bad (laughs) wrapping job. Right. Exactly. Thank you so, so much. And you have a great holiday, Ashley. I hope there's going to be a little bit of snow for both of us. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Yes, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. And we already have snow, so I think it might be a white Christmas here. (laughs) We'll take it. Yes, that's right. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community. If you love what we do, please show your support by subscribing to the podcast and rating our efforts. Remember, you can be a part of the podcast by sharing your comments, ideas, and questions via the BOD hotline at 416-780-9187, extension 107, or by sending an MP3 file to info at businessofdesign.com. And when you're ready to transform your business and your life, sign up for a monthly or annual membership. Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today. Start today.